Fico sludge is not waste. It is actually a resource that can produce fertilizer, biogas and even electricity. Did you know that by adding enzymes to animal and agricultural waste you can produce energy much more efficiently than with wind turbines and solar cells? I think it's, it's wrong to talk about facial sludge as waste. I think it is a resource. Welcome to Wash Talk, the podcast series from IRC, where we talk about water, sanitation and hygiene services around the world. My name is Jeroen Westerbeek and in today's episode, we'll talk to Tom de Wilde. He's a member of IRC's supervisory board. And Mr. de Wilde sees great potential in converting fecal sludge into commercially viable end products. He and his team of researchers have carried out some very innovative research in Bangladesh. IRC's Cor Dietvorst recently interviewed Tom de Wilde about sanitation as a business. And he asked Mr. de Wilde how a business approach to sanitation and fecal sludge management can contribute to achieving sustainable development goal number six. First, I think it's, it's wrong to talk about facial sludge as waste. I think it is a resource. Uh, as we will see more and more, um, like we did in Bangladesh, together with agricultural produce, even that is also called waste, it is a resource to produce <coughs> energy and to produce organic fertilizer. So the energy is what we all, all need. The energy that is produced reduces mitigation from gas, oil, uh, energy. The organic um, fertilizer that is used from the facial sludge and the agricultural waste is used as an organic fertilizer. It has far more nutrients in it. So it, rather than depleting the soil, it is enriching the soil. And it reduces the use of chemical fertilizer, which again, in the production of uh, chemical fertilizer, there is a lot of uh, uh, mitigation of, of CO2. So we also reduce um, uh, CO2 mitigation. So fecal sludge offers interesting opportunities, especially when agricultural waste is included in a fecal sludge management business model. Fecal sludge has the least energy in it. We human beings process our food so sufficient that a little bit, only a little bit of energy is left in our fecal sludge, in our waste, where agricultural waste has much more energy. So if I want to, um, to produce electric energy, um, I need to add other sources, including agricultural waste or cow manure or chicken manure, who all have much more energy as a, as a content. What is new in Mr. De Wilders and his team research was the use of enzymes to increase biogas production. And this guarantees a stable and cost-effective fermentation process. Enzymes has made it possible. So normally in our, in, in uh, facial sludge, but also in chicken manure, cow manure, um, there is a, a bacteria that causes the fermentation. Um, 
enzymes is allowing that also agricultural waste that doesn't have the natural uh, bacteria to do fermentation. So we can add to the natural waste, um, we can do the agricultural waste and produce a much higher energy component. And now it becomes a profitable business where instead of waste, we use agricultural waste as a resource. We use facial sludge as a resource. What is even more important is that the stability of the digestion in which the fermentation takes place is now more or less guaranteed. Uh, if there is, say, medical waste that has come in as part of the, the facial sludge that would, in a situation where you don't have enzymes, would bring down the fermentation and it would close down your digester and you are without electricity till it starts up again. With enzymes, you can make it 24-7. So if there is a bacteria that comes in that would bring down the, the fermentation process, you now can make it a 24-7 fermentation process. 24-7 means that biogas from facial sludge, from agricultural waste, becomes 95% of the time available for electric consumption. So it becomes a much better renewable energy source than, for example, solar, which is only 12, 12 hours a day or as long as the sun shines, but you need additional power, either battery or spinning power from diesel or whatever. Similar wind, it only is as good as the wind blows and you need additional power sources. With enzymes and with the ability to control your, your fermentation, you can now have 24-7 power and therefore it becomes a much more reliable power and it can in itself replace diesel or, or other fossil fuel uh, powered resources. Um, so it's one of the, it, it really makes it possible that you have a renewable uh, energy that replaces 100% fossil fuel. So this research shows that fecal sludge can be converted into renewable energy, a sustainable solution that fits very well into the systems approach to sanitation promoted by IRC. I think it's a, it's a beautiful example actually of a systems approach because on the one hand you, you use as your resource the facial sludge, the agri waste, there is a transport which is very important, particularly if you look at the, at the financial uh, implications of transporting the facial sludge from pit latrines. I mean, it shows that pit latrines actually is not a very good, good, uh, good systems approach. It's, it's because you need to you need to transport far too much if you really want to process the facial sludge. Um, so. Transport is, becomes important. Processing of that facial sludge into usable energy and usable organic uh, fertilizer, and then the reuse to grow, well, either to have light and reading or grow 
vegetables with a much healthier content from a much richer uh, soil. So it's all connected. It, it's really, uh, I think the process em embodies the whole systems approach that ERC is, is uh, not just promoting, but is a, a implementing in its, in its projects. So the big question is, what is needed to scale up this co-processing of agricultural waste and fecal sludge in Bangladesh and other countries? We are, we are at the very beginning of uh, looking at processing official sludge. Um, one of the findings of our research is that in spite of WHO research, um, pit latrines and keeping the facial sludge in a pit latrine for one year is still not enough to kill the bacteria, the E. coli, but particularly the helmets, the, the eggs of the bacteria. You know, we still did um, uh, research as part of our uh, project with the International Diary uh, Center. It's clearly found that even after a year of uh, facial sluts in pit latrines, the helmets are still uh, still active. As a result, the now, in spite of the 160 million and the uh, of donor money and 25 million of pit latrines in in Bangladesh, there has not been a significant impact on the reduction of diarrhea in. Bangladesh, it is still one of the largest countries that is affected. Because what happens now is that when the pit latrine is full and it's empty and it goes into water or nearby rivers or whatever, without being processed properly, you still spread uh, the same uh, bacteria that cause the diarrhea um, and why Bangladesh is still one of the largest, uh, one of the countries with the largest uh, amount of, of diarrhea and child mortality. Um, so, this is this is, um, um, I think, the whole process of dealing with facial sludge um, in preventing diarrhea and in seeing it as a systems approach where facial sludge is not longer seen as a waste but as an input for energy production but more important for organic fertilizer production which enriches the soil rather than depleting the soil if you use uh, a chemical fertilizer so i think this 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 will have to grow if we make the world a more sustainable um, sustainable world where, where our children still can have the benefits um, of sunshine and not too many too many storms and, and bad weather. Actually, based on the research that we did in Bangladesh, uh, Sweden has now followed through. Uh, the Boras, uh, the Swedish Technical Institute in Boras, is now promoting the use, the processing of facial sludge in different forms, like we have done as part of a, a biodigesting bio system. Um, so more research is being done. Um, 
Unfortunately, I know the Bill and Gates Foundation are looking for solutions where you have a mass approach to processing of uh, facial sludge. Up till now, they have focused on individual, you know, latrine. Can you, can you invent better latrines? But while that might be good for developed countries, developing countries will not have the resources, you know, to spend $40, $50 on a, on a latrine. So you really need to look for mass solutions uh, like we did in, in uh, Bangladesh. So a much larger scale approach to processing facial sludge um, is what, what, uh, what I think we, we need to go for. And then utilizing agricultural waste, maybe municipal solid waste, um, so you get a much better uh, systems approach um, to what, what is basically a resource rather than treat it um, you know, as, as a waste and as a, just facial sludge that has to be cleaned up. So there we are, new and promising opportunities for fecal sludge. The interview with Tom de Wilde was recorded by IRC's Cor Dietvorst. That's it for this episode of Wash Talk. If you have any comments or questions about anything you've heard, please get in touch with us through our website ircwash.org slash washtalk or on Twitter at ircwash. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by IRC, an international think-and-do tank that works towards finding long-term solutions to the global crisis in water, sanitation and hygiene services, mainly in rural areas. <laughs>